Right here, right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want him? Yeah. Here we are again on the road headed to Illinois with an absolute truckload of gear, which is uh, normal. If I had a bigger truck, I would carry even more things just because I like to be prepared. And, uh, and that's kind of a little bit of what we're gonna talk about on this podcast is getting organized. And the importance of organization in this, in this game it's extremely important because there's so many little pieces, there's so many wires and cables and cards and tapes and this, that, and the other that you've got to be able to keep up with. And not only organization with your gear, but organization in your saving of data on hard drives and also your organization when you are editing in a project and how to organize a project so organization is of the utmost importance and yeah again another one of my pet peeves is someone who is not organized drives me absolutely insane I don't get anxiety about very many things but one of the things that I will absolutely get anxiety about is not knowing where my stuff is at all times I want to know where my gear is, if it's being used, who's using it, you know, all of those things. I want to know, I want my gear taken care of, I want to be the person responsible for it, I want to have it in what cases I want to have it in, organized the way I want it organized. Sometimes, sometimes it gets me in trouble because I will organize something and my OCD will kick in and I will organize it again and again and again and again trying to make it better and then I will organize things to the point to where I will hide them from myself and find them six months later after I no longer need them but at the same time organization and traveling around like I do and like other guys like me is so important and it was one of the biggest wastes of money I saw when working with a big production company is guys that weren't organized and losing gear, breaking gear, little pieces, you know, cables and wires, all the little things that at the end of the day add up to so much money. But right now it's November the 10th, on the way to Illinois, it's the middle of the rut, and it's, you know, April, September, and November are always my busiest times when I'm on the road filming. And we are right in the heart of November right now. So obviously I'm on the road filming. I've got a bed full of camera gear. I have got a back seat full of camera gear and a front seat and a floorboard full of camera gear and clothes and all the other stuff that it takes to, to do this stuff. But we've been working on a, a short film and a web series the last eight days in Oklahoma. So I have uh, four cameras in the truck right now um, and all the supporting gear that goes along with it and batteries, cables, chargers, all that stuff. So there is not a free inch of space in this truck for something. And as of right now, into this road trip, I am 1,876 miles in, and I've still got about five hours of driving. And then once that trip's over, about another nine hours home. So 
I like to keep my stuff organized to make sure it makes it there, makes it home in one piece, and I can use it again on the next trip because the next trip will be here before I know it once this one is over. A lot of times when I went on shoots and I will go on shoots with guys that aren't organized, I would end up with stuff missing. A lot of stuff that I bought with my own money and it would come up missing because guys knew that my stuff was buttoned up, always. I always had all my stuff, always knew where my stuff was. I always had all the emergency gear, the tape, the Velcro, the ties, the zip ties, all of the things that make life easier, I always have. Because like I said, if I don't have them, that, would, that makes me anxious, that, gives, that stresses me out, and I do not like that feeling. And I am not a person that stresses very often. So, I would always end up with less than I came with. So, when I went off on my own in February and started working with another company, I went out and bought a lot of my own gear, especially my supporting gear, camera arms, tripod, fluid head, that type of stuff. In my own cases, my own organizational, you know, bins and ties and all that kind of stuff because I'm a control freak and I want to have my stuff and I don't want it sent with someone else and because it never comes back to me the way I sent it. One of my biggest aggravations ever is sending gear off that you've taken care of and you've organized and you get it back. It's not put together right. It looks like it's been drugged behind a truck. Essentially got sent with somebody who don't, doesn't take ownership of what they did. Didn't organize it, didn't take the time, was essentially lazy. Drives me insane. But there are a couple, uh, like I said, there's a couple aspects of organization we're going to talk about. First is just being organized in your work with deadlines, with calendars, meetings, edits, all of those things. There's so much technology that is available at your fingertips, like we talked about in the communication podcast. There's no reason why you shouldn't be organized with your, your time, your calendar, your files, essentially your life and your work schedule. Most everybody listening to this either has an iPhone or an Android or some sort of phone that has a reminders function, has a calendars function, everybody has an email. There's no excuse for not keeping up with your stuff. If you miss deadlines, if you do things like that, if you're out of communication, it's nobody's fault but your own. That falls onto the same thing with projects and being organized on projects. Knowing who the point person is, who the point of contact is, what the dates are, who's going, what gear is needed, all of those things. Takes a little bit of pre-planning, a little bit of time, but it's going to make it worth it than just showing up and figuring it out and winging it which you have to be able to roll the punches sometimes because if we're, if we're doing what we're doing is normally a hunt, and hunts very rarely go the way that you think they're going to go. So you have to be able to roll with the punches to a certain extent. Do a little bit of pre-planning. Get organized before you get there. Try and think of every scenario that could happen. Cameras going down, cards failing, hard drives failing, Find out where the local ship centers are, how you can get gear out, how you can get gear in. Get an Amazon Prime account. It's the best $100 you've ever spent in your life. Pretty much everything in the world you can get shipped to you within two days off of Amazon Prime. And if nothing else, you can pay usually less than 10 bucks and have it overnighted. Can't tell you how many times over the years we've had to overnight gear on Amazon 
whether that's a card, a light, you know, uh, an attachment, uh, you know, a GoPro Garmin mount, whatever it was, that Amazon Prime account pays for itself. Oh man, in my life it pays for itself almost daily. That is a huge, huge help. But the next thing we're going to uh, talk about is being organized with your gear. And this is probably the one that's nearest and dearest to my heart, like I was saying, is knowing where my stuff is, knowing what it's being used for, who's using it, which now that I own my own stuff, I don't let anybody else use it. Very particular, and I don't like it out of my sight. Guys want to use my gear because I spent money on the, the best of the best as far as support and things of that nature, and I just have to tell them, no, I bought that with my own money so I could use it and I could have control over it. You're going to have to use that junk that you're that you brought, and I'm going to use this good stuff, and I'm not going to be hating life. So, uh, I suggest that don't don't rely on other people. Get your own gear. Take care of your own stuff. Don't rely on anybody else. Label everything. I have labels or my name written on anything and everything that I own. I did that before when I worked with another production company. It still didn't help. They still wanted to take the stuff and they just take my labels off or scratch my name out or whatever the case may be. But absolutely do that kind of stuff and take an inventory. Create a spreadsheet of everything that you have and everything that you're working on or whatever. Keep it in an Excel spreadsheet. But not necessarily an Excel spreadsheet. I use Google Drive. If you have a Gmail account, you automatically get 15 gigs with that. I save everything as far as documentation, serial numbers, dates, expenses, passwords, all that is saved in my Google Drive and I can access it from anywhere at any time and I don't have to worry about, well, I left that file on my computer at home or I can't get that password. It's right there on my phone, two clicks. I've got the information that I need. I can share it, I can send it, whatever the case may be. It's another way that I stay organized. Next thing is to buy good hard cases to keep things in. I'm a Pelican and SKB fan. There's a lot of other cases out there that will do the same thing, probably for less money, but I've, I'm another guy that goes on, I scour Craigslist and I scour eBay, and I find a really good looking used case, and I can get it for half the money. I'm all about buying used. What I'll do is I'll go on eBay, and you can save searches. So anytime that you post a search, Anytime that something comes up that fills into that search criteria, you will get an email that says, hey, this and this has popped up under your search criteria with, you know, within the parameters that I set, and I have gotten some smoking deals on stuff by doing that. Like I said, other than drones, I buy just about everything used. Look at it cosmetically, make sure it doesn't look like it's been drugged behind a truck. That's how I get my stuff. Buy dividers. Go ahead and go on Amazon go on eBay, whatever the case is, and for those hard cases, buy the organizational dividers or buy those pluck, the foam that has the plucking stuff where you can pluck out the different pieces of foam so you can slide your cameras in in a custom, essentially custom foam. Do that. Otherwise, it's going to beat, beat itself to death in transit, whether that's on the back of your truck, like most of the time with me, or if that's on a plane, because we know the TSA is not taking care of things. Buy that, that uh, pluck and go foam Keep it organized, keep it safe, and put it in a good case. Don't throw it in the bag, don't throw it in the back seat, 
And if you have to put it in a seat, put something over it. You don't want people looking in your window and breaking out your window to steal camera gear because they know it's something expensive. Another thing I love to do is I love to buy those. Every time I go in Home Depot, I buy cable ties. They'll come in little rolls and they're Velcro and you can tie up cables, you can tie up mics, you can tie up just about anything. I always have a pack of zip ties on me at all times and in all of my bags they're dirt cheap and they can be used for anything. It's something I always keep on me to organize things. Another thing that I buy, buy a pack just about every time I go in Home Depot, are those you know, orange and black rubberized gear ties. Those things have saved my butt a couple of times, whether that's hanging stuff from tree limbs, fixing things that broke on cameras, you know, redneck engineering some sort of light in some place or, you know, a camera in a place that's not supposed to go or tightening something down that's flopping. Or, you know, there's a thousand different uses for them and they're, they're also really cheap. I like to keep those on my, my main gear bag at all times. And probably my favorite thing that I've done over the years, and I can't remember where I got the idea or where I saw it, it might have been my idea. I don't honestly don't remember. I've done it for so long. Is I bought, it's a pretty decent size toolbox, not toolbox, a tackle box. It's from Walmart or Bass Pro. I can't remember. And it's got the pull-out drawers. It's got the big section on top, and look the little bins to keep things in because all the screws, cables, wires, pieces of Velcro, uh, you know, POV camera mounts, base plates, AA batteries nine volt batteries all those little pieces that it's very hard to keep up with everything gets organized into that toolbox and i can quickly get to it anytime that i need it i carried that toolbox with me i have one for all my camera gear and i have another toolbox that's identical to it that's just for my bow hunting my, my, my bow so i have two of them and anytime i go on a hunt or go on a filming trip one or both of those come with me right now i have them both with me because i was hunting in oklahoma so they're both in my back seat right now, and they're waterproof, so if you have to just stick them in the bed of the truck, and that's another great great thing. When you're buying cases or bags, make them waterproof because when you're traveling and you get worried about, well, I'm going from Kentucky to Kansas or whatever, and you're worried about it raining or dew falling on your truck, make sure it's in a case that's waterproof, and then you don't have to worry about it. Waterproof and lockable. Another thing that I bought, well, actually, I'm not, not going to lie. I didn't buy it. I'm really good friends with the guys over there, and it's, and I, I can't, I, I'm assuming I've sold a bunch of, bunch of these for these guys because everybody asks me where I got it and, you know, the deal about it. And that's my Diamondback truck bed cover. That is an insurance policy for me because it's a, essentially an aluminum bed cover that locks and essentially makes the back of your truck a vault. And that and another great thing about it is it's out of sight, it's out of mind. So people don't know what's back there. I lock it up. I can I can I can know that my stuff's safe. Somebody could get it if they really wanted to, but they're gonna have to work for it. They're not gonna be able to just cut a tonneau cover open or you know break a little cheesy lock on one of the flip over covers. This is a really beefy cover that you can park a four-wheeler on. I've had over two thousand pounds of corn on mine. It's got uh, uh, you know big buckles that you can strap things to. I've strapped all kinds of stuff to mine and drove all over the all over creation with it. If you want to get serious about this and you're worried about think, people taking things out of your truck, 
it's something I would absolutely look into. That or some sort of bed cap to where you can lock things up and make it to where people can't see in there. It's something that is invaluable, especially for what, what I'm doing. It's worth the money. They're a little expensive, but like I said, you can, if you've got a business, if you have an LLC, you can write it off because it can be used for just about anything. So that's, that's really the basics of how I try and organize my gear uh, is in those hard cases, I dedicate a hard case to a particular item, whether that's a camera, whether that's accessories, whether that's mics, whether that's my 5D, whether that's my big camera. But I buy the big, the big case, the Pelican 1610 or 1650, I can't remember, because that case, I can fly with it and my tripod breaks down and fits in it as well. So I can fit pretty much everything to fly on a trip in that one case and take a, you know, just a regular duffel with my clothes and two cases and a carry-on, I can do just about any hunt across the country. It's, it's the perfect case. You can find them used online all the time for a hundred bucks and they'll last you from here on out. You can't, they're bomb proof. All right, next thing I wanna talk about is being organized once you get to camp. And this is the hardest part. As I know everybody listening to this has been in camp with other people and they have clothes in one place, they've got boots in another room, their wallets in the other room, their phones in the bathroom, you know, they, they're getting ready outside, but their bow is hanging out back where they were shooting. They have got stuff strode in every room or every space in that, in that hunting camp. That right there, I, I, that, that, that gives me just the, gives me chills to think about. Drives me insane. That, that's the guy that nobody likes to be in camp with. If you're that guy, please stop. What I want you to do is when you get to camp, if you're filming or you're hunting, this can go for either one of you, you're gonna be bringing a bunch of crap. You're gonna have your bow, your arrows, your cases, your clothes, your binoculars, your bags, this, that, and the other. When you get to camp, create yourself a space. I generally like to do it as close to wherever I'm gonna sleep as I can. Or I like to do it in the common area that's got a table or a desk or something like that that I can use. I'll create a space to where I will set up a charging station where all my batteries are in one location. I will also set up my laptop to where I can have a dump station. And then I will have all my camera gear located at that location to with, within the best of my ability. Sometimes you have a lot bigger space. Sometimes you have very little space like we did in Alaska. Where there was two guys in a small, small cabin, but I usually essentially use my Pelican case as my space. I set up everything on top of my case and everything in my case is the stuff that I wasn't using at the time or backups or extra batteries. Set up my charging stuff and my laptop on top of that case and that was my space that I used. Create yourself a space for your gear and then create a space for your clothes. Keep those things within that space. Don't let them get strewn out all over the place. You're going to forget something, you're going to lose something and that's essentially what that's going to do is cost you time and money that we all know we don't have. That charging station and that computer station is invaluable because when you get back to camp, if you have to drag stuff out, you have to go find things, what you want to do most of the time is you're tired from hunting, you want to be able to get your work done, dump your cards, go to bed. That is going to save you a lot of time. Do that first things first, create that space. Then create a system. 
what I do in my system is when I get to camp, I create my space. All right, now I need to make sure that my, if say, well, I'm going to talk about this in reference to like a whitetail hunt where I'm going to be in a tree stand. First thing I'm going to do, I'm going to get in camp, create my space. Second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get my camera out, make sure I've got mics on it, make sure batteries are charged, cameras and camera cards are formatted. I've got a base plate on my camera. I've got my camera arm in its bag. All my bag is set up and everything is sitting right next to each other. Make sure I've got earbuds on my camera. I've just got a checklist in my head. Okay, I've got everything I need to get in the tree right now and film. All right, I go through that checklist. The next thing I do, so you go out and you hunt and you come back that afternoon. Well, within that system, I know I'm gonna have to charge batteries and I'm gonna have to dump cards. I always dump cards that night, format them, put it back in my camera. The way that you don't forget cards is on your camera, leave the card door open on your camera. That way when you go grab it in the morning you see that card door open, you know there's no cards in it. Another thing I like to do is I like to put something on my computer on those batteries that I, that I would never leave without. My hat, my toboggan, my phone, whatever it is to where you have to physically walk over to it and pick something up and say, okay, yeah, I'm supposed to get those batteries. But I create that system to where I have a checklist to where I walk through and I have a fail safe to where I know I'm not gonna forget those cards by using my hat or my phone as that reminder. Or I set a reminder in my phone. But having everything right there at that one charging station to where you don't have to go look for it or you don't have to go into the next room or find your crap, you get ready in one spot, grab your camera gear in another spot, you're out the door. It's gonna save you more time sleeping too. And we all know how valuable that is in hunting camp when you gotta get up at the butt crack of dawn most of the time. So that's the, that's the thing, because I can't tell you how many times I've been in camp. I hear guys that went to the stand and they had one battery and it was halfway dead because they didn't put it on the charger, they forgot, or they forgot their cars and had to go back to camp. I've had guys, and I'm not gonna lie, I have done it probably once or twice, have forgot their entire camera. Get halfway to the tree stand and be like, huh, I'm missing something and don't even have their camera. Or they forget to put a base plate on the camera and have to hold it in their lap the whole time and the footage isn't as good. Create yourself a system to where you cannot forget things. And if you're organized, you won't forget things. Next thing is when you start to dump footage at night, be organized when you do that. What I do is I, what I'll do is I'll create, if I'm gonna be there for five days, I'll create five days, day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. Usually my day one is arrival day one, then I'll go to day two, day three. But inside of that day, I'll create a new folder for each camera. FS7, Verb, DSLR, all in that folder. So everything within that day is contained within that day one. Do the same thing for day two and all, all, all the way throughout day five. Then what I'll do is I'll create a text document or a Word document that I also save within that folder that has an explanation of everything that happened that day. Because if I'm not editing it, whoever ends up getting it will have an explanation of what's on that. Because I know as an editor, when I get footage that I know nothing about or it's disorganized, if I don't have some sort of explanation of what it is or where to look for something, it's a, it's a huge pain. If we get a kill, I will put that kill in, its, in a folder. Like if it's on, we kill on day four and the kill is on several cameras, I will put day four 
kill next to it. So it'll say day one, arrival day one, day two, day three, day four, kill, day five. So you'll have all of those things. And then when you go and do time lapses in Scenics, I like to put all those things within their own folder. I'll create a new folder that says Scenics. I'll put my drones, my sliders, my time lapses, B-roll, any extra stuff. If you go shoot interviews, put those in their own folder. Everything is laid out perfectly. It takes another extra 30 seconds to be organized versus just drag and dump and pray and let the editor figure it out, which is usually what ends up happening is, hey, the editor will figure it out. That is, that's very, very lazy yet again. I use, I'll use uh, colors sometimes too, because uh, I, I use a Mac, and on Macs you can use colors to organize different things, and I'll create a, essentially a, you know, a, what is it called, a, a little deal that tells you what each color means, you know, like good shots, bad shots, you know, this day was good, this day was bad, whatever I use the colors for, but there's so many different ways you can make sure that's organized. Last but not least is being organized when you're editing in a timeline. And I'm going to do a full podcast on this, is setting up a new timeline for an edit, but I'm just going to briefly go over it of how I set up a timeline. But what I'll do when I'm setting up a timeline for edits is when I'm importing my footage, I try and import it just like that file structure by day. And then once I get it in, I will even label, you have color labels again. So I'll, everything will be laid out in my uh, source folder of everything that I'm going to be using. It's going to be laid out and labeled and beautiful. Easily, to, I can easily find things. But the way that you organize it the, the most efficiently is when you're editing and you've got a bunch of footage laid out to go back and find a clip is I like to lay out my main content in video cha uh, channel one, B-roll in video channel two, scenics, drones, those type things in video channel three. I don't like to get out of those top three channels, and really there's very few times that you need to get out of those three channels. But when I'm referencing and going through a timeline, I can easily see what shot is what just by going back and seeing what channel it's in. I know that's a B-roll shot. I know that's a content shot. I know that's an interview. I'll go through and I'll label all my interviews a certain color. I'll label all my content a certain color. I'll label all my scenes a certain color. So there's two levels of organization in there. I can easily go back and find clips, especially if I need to go back and find something for someone later on, I can go right to it because I know what to look for. I do the same thing with my audio. My first four channels of audio are content audio. So that's like in the stand, tree stand, uh, interviews, uh, stuff in camp, that all, all those audio go in between channel one and four. I use channels five to eight for all of my music. So when I'm transitioning, cutting music, and I'm layering, I use those four channels. The next two channels I'll use for ambient and voiceover. So I can easily reference those two things. That will go in 9 and 10, and then 11 and 12 is going to be my master. Whenever I finish my edit and I go through and I export out my .AIFF or .WAVE or whatever you want, and you run it through Audition and clean up the audio, and you export that master audio, that will go in that very bottom two channels and then I'll mute all the channels above it once it's all finished. That's just a break, a quick breakdown of how I do the editing organization. Like I said, when I get home and get some time, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna do a whole video, excuse me, I'm gonna do a whole video on how to get the footage in there, how to organize it, how to start editing it. That one's gonna be a little bit longer to do, but I think it's something worthwhile and I know guys will uh, hopefully get something out of it. Like I said, this is how I do it. It's not necessarily how you need to do it. 
but this system that I use has worked well for me. I very rarely leave things, forget things. That's just my nature. Uh, like I said, I'm a control freak. I think if this is something that you can implement, it's gonna save you a lot of time, a lot of headache, probably a lot of money for not losing things. So you lose one little camera, one little base plate, one little thing, it's gonna, might not cost you as much monetarily, but it might cost you on the production side or you know cost you an animal because of you know one little one little thing that could have been avoided by a little organization i uh, hope you learned something uh if you've got any suggestions you think i'm crazy let me know redneck tech podcast at gmail.com on instagram at redneck tech podcast uh, we're on stitcher tune in and soundcloud and i'm gonna get the youtube channel up and running like i said when i get off the road like right now, I'm still driving. Got another four and a half or so hours or however long I've been talking. But I will get back with you on some more stuff. I got uh, several more ideas of podcasts I want to do. If you have anything that you want me to talk about, be sure and let me know. I've gotten a lot of awesome responses so far, guys. Um, hope hope you're learning something. If not, then I'm just going to quit doing it. But I still think, like I said, it's worthwhile and it's information that I would have loved to have had when I was starting out. So, with that, I'll leave you guys. Go kill a big one November the 10th. Deer are on their feet. They're rutting like crazy in Oklahoma. Hopefully, they're still doing it in Illinois. And hopefully, I'll post some kill pictures here shortly.